Uh, welcome another episode of the broadcast podcast, uh, episode number twenty-seven. Yes. This is Ahmed Bashar, Nazar Sayed, and joining us from Reno, yes, is Inas Sheikh. Uh, she is a UIT alumni, an engineer, <laughs> uh, and a huge Office fanatic. I did not know that. Welcome, Inas. Major. Hi. Thank you for having me. Finally, <laughs> it's it's our pleasure to have you. We've been trying to get you on for the longest time. We recorded a Harry Potter podcast that went nowhere. Yeah, we remember that. That you were. It was a year done. ago, exactly a year ago. We yes. recorded a Harry Potter podcast. That I never nowhere. saw the day of light. <laughs> I have the audio of it, but it's just me and Bashar Actually, talking. I was in the basement the other day and I saw your notes. You came yeah. well prepared. Yeah, yeah. Your notes were still yeah. in, in We still have your notes. <laughs> So like we know your thoughts, but we we can't hear them because of um, oh, audio issues, which we usually. That's have. when the broadcast. That was when the broadcast podcast was still in its baby stages. So you guys have come a long way. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. We, audio we still, is pristine. <laughs> <laughs> we've invested. We have thoroughly invested. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you were supposed to be our first like in-house guest that ended up being Hassan later. But uh, it's, I'm, we're still glad that you're here. You also have the honor of being our first female guest as well. Yes. People have, Wait, in the... Tw- really? People have deemed us misogynistic and sexist because we don't have <laughs> female guests. It's just that we don't have female friends like enough to have them on the podcast. We don't know enough females. Oh, wow. But yes, so it took 27 are. episodes to get a female on here. Yes, yeah. they don't. That's great. And I had to bribe you and lure you, and like it's just it's just a mess. But I'm uh, today. I'm really excited that you're on with us because we're talking about our mutual love for one of the best shows ever created, mm-hmm. The Office. Yes, and 100%. there was no other guest that I could have gotten and that that I could have asked to come on this episode with me, except for you, because I know you are the biggest Office fan that I ever know. It's true. Like Office trivia, bar <laughs> trivia, you've done it all. One money, yep. one merch. I have. It's I've won true. this guy. This is the greatest possession of my entire life is a Kevin Malone chili pot figurine. <laughs> Tell us what happened. Tell us how you won that. It's a very sad... Oh, actually, no. That was another trivia contest. But this was... Um, we were at a trivia night uh, in downtown Toronto last year, 2019. And uh, I think in like a raffle I won this guy so it's okay but uh, the i think later on in the week we went to another trivia night and uh our team came third so it was really great yeah those people are like hardcore office fans like they have every single Mm -hmm. dialogue every minute memorized yes the people who came first for that second night were people who hosted uh, the trivia night where I won this. So I obviously didn't have a chance no, coming but in first. You still but, uh, held your own. You came third. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. The The losing question was uh, how many times in the entire series did they say that's what she said? What's the answer? And do you, you guys take a guess. How how many times do you think the, the sentence that's what she said was said 27? in the entirety of the show? How much did you say? 27. I will say 51. That's close. Okay, so I ranged up in the hundreds. I was like 112. And then it turned out to be something in the 40s. I think it was like 42 or 44. That was the answer. Yeah. Yeah, Because they started saying it less more and more into the seasons. And then after like Michael left, like nobody said it. Yeah. Yeah. um, Until he came back. Yeah, until he came back. Until he came back. (laughs) 
that was the best line that they could have given him yes. um, on his return. Yes, 100%. 100%. Like, totally. That was yeah. the, the like, encapsulation of his entire character in that one line. I want to talk about yeah. something. I want to talk about the fact that there's people who love The Office. Like, they're just diehard fans. But there's also a huge uh, amount of people who are like, they hate The Office. They just don't get it. I I don't... I can't be friends with those people. Like, I always... <laughs> I tell people I'm like if you want to understand me as a person and if you want to understand my sense of humor and you want to be my friend you have to watch the office because yeah. 60% of my humor is references to the office yeah. like down to the point where if someone says something I will literally look at them dead like I'm looking deadpan into a camera <laughs> like, like a gym, gym moment and I'll be like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's totally yeah. true. Like, but I was one of those people that like when Inas first recommended that I watch The Office, I I couldn't get into it. I, like it took me, I watched like three seasons, three episodes of the first season, couldn't do it. And then after a couple of months, I gave it another shot and then I couldn't stop. Like I, like the first season is seven episodes. So you watch that in like three hours. That's like a movie. And after that, I just could not stop watching The Office. I was so obsessed with Michael as a character. With Jim and um, Pam's love story, if it would they, won't they situation. And it was just so, it was simple and it was engrossing. And I was hooked all the way till the end of episode season seven, which we will also probably get to at one point. But after that, I watched it for the love of the characters. But one to seven is probably the most tight sitcom comedy. Some of the best laughs that I've ever had. Ever. So is that what happened? She recommended it to you and then yeah. you told me to watch it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. She was the one who was adamantly on my ass, like, watch it, watch it, watch <laughs> it. And I was like, I watched I, it. I, I didn't like it. And she's like, no, try it I, again. I always tell people, I'm like, the first season, like, when you're watching it for the first time, is really difficult to get through. Because Michael is infuriating. Like, he's so cringy. And you're just like, oh, my God. Like, how do people watch this stuff? Yeah. So I sometimes recommend people maybe skip the first like five episodes of season one, watch the last two and then move on to season two. And maybe you can come back to season one when you appreciate Michael as a character more. I was Because now some of my favorite episodes are from season one. Exactly. So the top five yeah. list that we, that we have all gathered for today has the, one of the episodes is from season five. Like I'll, I'll say it right now, basketball is one of my favorite episodes. Episode five. Me too. Like, it's, it's the one, it's literally, it was when I hit basketball, the second time that I was watching it, that I was like, this show is something else. Cause they're yeah. not, it, it's, it was very like, the office was a very anti antithetical show to like the modern sitcom. Cause we were used to friends and how I met your mother and, and those like laugh track based set up punchline set up mm -hmm. punchline shows. And the office is not that at all. It's like the most situational comedy sitcom that you will ever see. All of their yeah. jokes are reactionary. And that's so weird to see. It's jarring in the first time, the first time you watch it. But once you get used to it, you it literally kills sitcoms for you forever. Like hundred percent. And it's it's true with the whole like how Friends is set up or like any other laugh track type of sitcoms. Yeah. Um, you're almost very it's like thrown in your face what the joke is versus yeah. the office. You kind of have to pick it up or like think about it a little bit and be like, okay, this it's I find it to be, and maybe this is pretentious of me to say, but it's smart humor. And yes, like yes. I feel like not everyone either gets it or is willing to get it. Yes. 
Yeah. There's this uh, video on YouTube. Uh, there's a video essay by Nerdstalgic. It compares uh, Dinner Party versus uh, an episode from Friends. I think it's season five, episode 14. No, no. It's the stress relief versus uh, episode five, season 14, where uh, Monica and Chandler, like everybody finds out that Monica and Chandler are doing it. So they compare those two episodes. Uh, and statistically, the office had more jokes. Yeah. And it just sounded more real. Like, because what he did was he muted the uh, the laugh track. And he's like, this is not how people talk in real life. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Can't hear <laughs> like, you. Like, stress relief is... Oh. Wait. Wait, talk now? Can you hear? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, stress relief. I wasn't allowed to put it on because yeah, so, said that's so the rules, too obvious. Let me just let me just re, re, like relay the rules of our top five episodes of The Office. So my rule was uh, no dinner party, mm-hmm. no stress relief, and no the injury episode, the one where he burns his foot. Those are uh, statistically the top three favorite Office episodes of all time, like on IMDb, on Rotten Tomatoes, and all the blogs. Like those, all the lists that I scavenged through, those were like in the top five and or the top three. So I was like, that's very easy. That's going to be our top three anyways. Like Mm -hmm. we all like collectively know Dinner Party is the best Office episode. Stress Relief is the most viral Office episode with the whole um, CPR thing, right? And (laughs) just, and the injury is just like a fan favorite. Like everybody loves Michael burning his phone. So like that would have been too easy for us. So that's why I didn't incorporate it into the list. But as you were saying, it's just, it doesn't get better than those episodes. It doesn't. That's a great example. Doesn't. It's a great example of how um, The Office is just a better, more efficient sitcom than all the rest that came before it. And every other sitcom that's tried to emulate it, like um, what's that one with the fam- Modern Family? It has that same yeah. uh, mockumentary style. Mockumentary, yeah. yeah. Parks and Rec tried to do it again. Like I, I don't know if Community has a laugh track or not, but I, I'm pretty sure they don't either. With, with Jason Bateman? Arrested Development, yeah. Very close to The Office as well. Uh, yeah, Arrested Development was the first of its kind with that like yeah. style of, I think, uh, series. Yeah. And then I, from what I understand, The Office um, was inspired by that style and took yeah. it on. Yep. And yeah. they like, because this is based on the British version. Have you seen the British Office at all? I have watched a few episodes of it, yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, me, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Same. I don't want to, I don't want to insult the origination of the office, but yeah. it just didn't hit it for me. And maybe it is like, from what I understand, British humor is very different from American humor. And yeah. like, even their slides I, are a bit different. So I couldn't get most of the jokes. Yeah, exactly. And, um, the, the character who plays like the British version of Michael was, on another level and I felt how I felt watching season one of the US office but like a hundred times worse with the British office so I couldn't I couldn't get through it and I was like you know what I'll just stick to what I know yeah (laughs) which is the US version I I tried to in preparation for this podcast I tried to watch a few British office episodes and I laughed a few times but it was nowhere close to what the US version did for me even though the first episode of both of those of those shows are exactly the same. Yeah. But it's just, it's different. I don't know. You get accustomed to those U.S. characters a lot more because the U.S. characters like toward this growth. There's like empathy. The characters are relatable at one point. 
even Michael. You start cheering for him at one point, right? Yeah, I start, you start cheering for him. You never cheer for Ricky Gervais's character. You're like, Ugh, get away. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I agree. So um, we'll get into the top five episodes right now. I have my notebook right here in okay. front of me. Are these in order? Uh, for me, they are in order. Are, okay. are these in order for you? Not really. Uh, what about you? Me, me either. No, these are just. Uh, maybe I can put them in order. Actually, I can think about it a little bit. Okay. I think I'm and all right, so we'll just we'll start with the number five. Uh, I already okay. disclosed mine. Mine was basketball. I think that if you want a great office icebreaker, that's probably the best one to go with. It has humor. It has events happening. Like there's a whole. It, if you're even a slightest basketball fan, there's references to those to those jokes that you see during the game. Mike, this is prime Michael. Some of the best dialogues. What is wrong with me today? The free throw, right? There's also that um, Jim and Roy. Yes, rivalry. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to win the appreciation of the girl. Like, I love it. it. There's so many dynamics going on in that one episode that it just every time I watch it, I, I can't help laughing. It's <laughs> when Stanley starts playing basketball. And he's yes, like, really. <laughs> oh my god, it's bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> there's like so many like subtle hints like that like every time you go back and watch it you pick up on something new and that's just oh, one of the best icebreakers to the office that i recommend people watch all the time i love i love basketball so your thoughts um yeah. thoughts on the basketball yeah uh it was one of the good the better episodes that i yeah. watched uh, season one is difficult to watch for me yeah uh but when i go back and watch it down like what you were saying earlier yeah. um i definitely appreciate it more yeah um i like it it's, it's a good episode what about you? What do you think about basketball? Basketball is in my top five as well. And okay, just what, that what whole, number is it on? Um, I would say it's number three for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, just because that's where like the the want to continue watching The Office kickstarted for me. Yeah. Same. And that whole episode is just like just hilarious. Yeah. Like everyone. <laughs> It's it's not at all like it kind of caught me off guard with like all the different characters like you see different sides of like you see a more obnoxious version of um, Michael you see Jim being a little bit more um, aggressive with his yeah. um, courting of uh, yeah. Pam yep. yeah, and yeah. then everyone else is just hilarious so like all the scenes like what is wrong with me today and like, <laughs> like all the missed free throws when- and. <laughs> The irony when, of that entire episode is just on point. The great part of that show is that like that episode, especially like when you play a friend, like when we play basketball with our friends, we, we just yeah. could not stop quoting it. Like we were quoting every, every single thing that everybody was doing. We were relating to yeah. people from that episode. And I think that's the brilliant of that brilliance of that episode is that it's so relatable. Everybody plays sports with their friends. And then it's all, it always ends up like that. There's always that one guy who's very good. Who AKA Ken, very good. AKA Ken, right? <laughs> and then there's this. I I love that episode. It, whenever I see it, it makes me tear up. And yeah, I love the basketball. You know, your- you know what that episode reminds me of though is uh, that time we were playing basketball with those little kids. Oh my god! <laughs> so a little backstory. Last year we were oh playing. <laughs> all of us in our mid to early twenties. Yeah. Went to play go go play basketball at this uh, neighboring court, and there was these uh, bunch of kids. Maybe at most, the oldest kid there was nine, maybe yeah. eight, and we got <laughs> our butts handed to. 
like we got owned by those kids on another yeah. level and, <laughs> and that episode reminds me exactly of that instance because we had one team that was really bad like yeah. who we th- who thought was really great because we just yeah. played amongst ourselves and all of our skill levels are like on par <laughs> and then we meet these like eight-year-old kids who are like schooling us just yeah. completely put us in our place and i walked away <laughs> With, so <laughs> I think with that experience in mind, when I rewatched basketball recently, I just could not stop laughing. Like I had so many members. I was just taking me back to the, exactly that day. It was yeah. one of the worst slash best days of my life. <laughs> What's your number five? Uh, I'm going to go with the surplus uh, okay. where um, oh. Michael has been told by uh, the accountant, the accountant department that he has a surplus. Yeah, he yeah. has a surplus. And then... Yeah. Uh, explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> Pam wants <laughs> Pam wants new chairs, and then everybody else wants a new copier. Yeah. So uh, it just complements Michael's need to be like liked and his his need for attention. Yeah. So seeing that happen, was yeah, I love really that. Cool. I love that just that interaction with Michael and Oscar in the office, where he literally does not know what a surplus is, and Oscar's trying to explain it to him as, to the best of his ability. It was just like that interaction to me is hilarious. So quotable. Yeah. Explain it to me like I'm eight and he still doesn't get it. Now explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> so your mom gets you $10. <laughs> I love that episode. What are your thoughts on that episode? Um, to me, no offense, Bashar, that is a filler episode, but it's, okay. it's really, really, really great. Yeah. It's a really, really great episode. Even <laughs> like the that moment, it in, has really good moments. Yeah. Yeah. Even the filler episodes in, in the office are like really strong. Like mm-hmm. some of the other sitcoms, they almost every other sitcom has filler episodes, but you literally can skip them. But even if you play a filler episode from The Office, like from random, they still are valuable. Like they they make you laugh. They're they're enjoyable. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. What's your number five? Five. My number five is Dream Team season five. Yeah, when Michael puts together his dream team for Michael Scott Paper Company. And um, that episode... One of my favorite storylines when he like breaks off and does his own thing. Those like four to five episodes where he quits and then creates his own company and then comes back. Those are some of my favorites. Just the chaos in in the entirety of it. But also why I really like that episode is because you really see like another side of Michael that you know is there, but you don't get to see often, which is, you know, he, he at the end of the day, like as unbearable as he is, he's a great salesman. And he, you know, he, he was top salesman of his company for, for several years. And you really get to see that side of him. A picture with him. (laughs) That's a me. And then you also get to see like a different side of Pam. And, um, also you see like how depend, not dependent, but you know, it really made me realize like seeing the state of Dunder Mifflin after Michael left that yeah. no one can manage that team, but Michael, like yep, it's 100%. not possible. People before him, people after him came and it's just, it didn't, didn't do it. He, Only he Michael knows, can handle that bunch. He knows how to order, like there's chaos in that office, but he knows how to manage it like in an orderly fashion. Mm-hmm. And exactly. that's the number one thing that I didn't like about everything after season seven was that nobody could handle that group of people the way that Michael did. They tried yeah. and it failed every single time. Robert California was a bust. 
Andy even was like, he was okay, but he wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't Michael at all. Mm -hmm. It was just horrible after that. And you're exactly right. Yeah. That's a great episode of showing like Michael, because people forget Michael was the manager, yeah. regional manager. People forget that because of his, yeah. all his quirkiness and his stupidness, but he was good. Yeah. And there are some other episodes where like his negotiation skills show. The one where he's in Chili's. The one at the Chili's. Like that was an honorable mention yes, for me. exactly. Great episode. Yeah. Ends with the scandalous 100%. kiss. And like, you know, the cherry <laughs> on the top. I love that episode. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a great pick. That's a good episode. My number four episode was email surveillance. The one with the barbecue party at uh, Jim's house where everybody gets an invite but Michael. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of that episode is when everybody is walking out. It's five o'clock and he's trying to hang out with every single one and every single one have... What does Kevin say? Kevin is just like... I like He has a script memorized and he's trying to like remember it and he's just like, okay, just get out of here. Yeah. He's like, I have to go to the soup kitchen because it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's just like one of my favorite episodes is because it's one of the few times that in the initial initial seasons that we get out of the office, we see people in their natural element. We find out that Dwight and Angela are having an affair. And remember in the in the pool? And like, mm-hmm. that's where you kind of see the romance between Pam and, and Jim sparking as well as she's going through his stuff. And yearbook photo. Yearbook photo that ends up in the teapot. Also one of my yes. m- honorable mentions. And yeah. uh, it's just like overall like wholesome, happy episode. I love it. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, I like that episode a lot. <laughs> like because of the fact that seeing Michael get left out and then also seeing him go I to his, I, was, um, I felt bad for him. Like that was one of the first times I felt bad for the dude. Especially when he goes to his improv class and nobody's really liking him because he just pulls out his guns every time and starts shooting. <laughs> What's your number four? Uh, I'm going to go with the carpet. Okay, uh, give me a synopsis. So the episode where Michael walks into his office and there is a pile of poop on his, like, near his desk. Oh, yeah. And so the whole episode is just him figuring out who did it, um, who might have done it. And then there's people coming in to clean it up. <laughs> And then Michael's like, I have been a victim of a hate crime. <laughs> Stanley knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and in the end, when he finds out that it's Todd Packer, he's like, oh my God, God, it's Todd Packer. Uh, his obsession with Todd Packer. He's done out of love this- after all. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great episode. I forgot about that episode. What, what season was that from? Season two. Oh man. I, Todd Packer was season two. Awesome. That was. Yeah. Season that episode was actually in contention for my number four spot as well. Um, okay, but I decided to go with another episode. Which one did you? So go my with? number four was safety training. Oh, from season three. Yes, good yeah. episode. So that entire episode and Michael's desperation again to be liked and accepted. And him on the rooftop of Dunder Mifflin with a bouncy house waiting for him to catch him. Dwight, you ignorant slut. (laughs) Dwight, you ignorant... That has... I mean, that has become such an iconic scene and iconic dialogue. Um, Yeah, that entire episode... And when they throw the watermelon and it, like, just crashes. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And like, yeah. just the start of that episode where, where uh, Daryl is giving the safety training, <laughs> literally just talking to Michael. Can't use the bailer, Michael. Michael. Can't use the forklift. But 
Except, well, no, 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 nothing. <laughs> never. You're never to come close to the paper. Is that also the episode where Daryl has, uh, where he has, he's on a crutch? Yeah, he's on the, and that cut between where yeah. Daryl's telling. <laughs> how's it hanging? <laughs> I was like, hey, Daryl, how's it hanging? And Michael is just losing it. <laughs> great, great episode, Inaz. Like, I love that, that episode. Good. There was, in my top five as well, I took it out for um another episode, but totally. Uh, I love that episode. Yeah. Which one did you take it out for? So I did, I did, a, I cheated a little bit. So for my number three, I joined a bunch of episodes and put it in that column. So num- number three for uh, me is all the Christmas episodes. All of them. Benihana Christmas, Classy Christmas, the Moroccan Christmas, the one where um, uh, he gets the iPod for, um, uh, for Ryan, when Michael gets the iPod yeah. for Ryan yeah. and you're not supposed to go over the budget. Reminded me of our yeah. um, Secret Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I love it. That's the one with the classic teapot episode where we get the teapots and like mm-hmm. the, the stuff in it, which comes back at the end with the card, last episode of the, of the show. And it's all of those, like, because it's December is coming up. Christmas time is coming up. I will literally binge watch only the Christmas episodes. All of them in one what is What does Phyllis knit? Phyllis knits a, a mitten. An oven mitten. <laughs> Oven um, mitt. An oven mitt, I, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just oh so good. And yeah. then the Benihana Christmas where he gets those two waitresses but can't tell the difference between them. <laughs> you have to mark one of them. <laughs> he marks it out. <laughs> oh my God. I literally could not believe what I was seeing. Like, the thing is, we the, that show establishes Michaels as such a good, ignorant person and not, not like willfully ignorant, just like he's ignorant because he just doesn't have the exposure. So he, when he does stuff like that, you, you don't think it's racist. You actually think the guy does not know because there have been times when my father has mistaken Asian people for somebody else many times. And I'm like, I know exactly. I know exactly what that, what that is. So yeah, like all of those episodes combined for me, love them. Honestly, uh, like for, I feel like The Office yeah. really... Sorry, ahead, The Office really, like, has moments where um, you know you're guilty of some things that Michael has done, but you'll yep. never want to admit to it. And then you see it on TV, and you're like, I have com- I have totally done that before. Like, the, the number one thing that comes to mind is, um, like, not to get super, like, you know, racy or whatever, but, like, that episode where <laughs> Dwight and Angela go to um, Toby, and when they find out that, like, the senator's gay or something and they ask them questions about how they have intercourse which penis takes in the other penis <laughs> does it open up <laughs> that's like when you're young and you're like exploring sexuality and you find out what like homosexuality is your brain just blows up yeah and that that like instances like that made this show so much more relatable to me because they're these are flawed characters and they're making mistakes that normal people make. And, and I that's think completely fine. What yeah. made The Office more relatable to me was because when I used to work in an office environment, I knew somebody who was similar to Michael. I knew a Dwight in my real life. So all of those characters kind of really? made it more realistic. Yeah, there's maybe, people maybe not to that extent. Not to that extent, but... <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, people exist. People, yeah, people like that exist all the time. I can, I can name like five Michaels in my life right now. Like you and I probably oh, yeah. the same Michael that we're thinking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what's, your, what's your number three uh drug testing 
Drug testing. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, the one with the oh the shoot. one where give this an synopsis. So this it's the episode where uh, Dwight finds um, marijuana in the parking yeah. lot, and then he decides yeah. to drug test everybody. The iconic yes. scene with Creed. He's a sheriff's deputy. Oh man. Northern Lights Indica. No. Michael's like, nope. Sweet. Marijuana. And so <laughs> in that episode, Michael has recently been to an Alicia Keys concert. And so, a, a girl with a lip ring gives him some weed to smoke. And so he has weed in his blood. Yeah. No, he said closed cigarettes. Yeah. Closed cigarettes. So we don't even know if it was weed. Yeah. It's and just he Michael's get paranoia. And yeah. No. And then, so he calls in Dwight in, in his room. He's like, Dwight, I need a favor. I need your urine. Yeah. <laughs> I need your urine. Give it to me in this cup. <laughs> and oh. one of like one of the more, more iconic Creed scenes there is in that episode as well. When the when the 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 knocks come into the office, and Creed just goes like like that in the background. That, I, that's yeah. the episode where he tries no no no. That's is that the different episode? Am I mixing them up? Yeah, that's that's, that's a different setup. episode. Yeah. That's a setup. That's oh setup, yeah, yeah, where he right. puts the the Caesar salad and okay, okay, sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah. And that's no. okay. The the drug testing episode is the one where Jim convinces Dwight that he may be high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, oh that is god. the one. Oh my god, iconic, Very iconic. <laughs> What's your number three? Uh, we talked about this. It was the basketball episode. The basketball one. Yeah. So yeah, again, great episode. Three. Love it. We'll start with you. What's your number two then? Okay. Number two is women's appreciation. <laughs> um, <laughs> Honorable mentions for me as well. Great episode. Yeah. Give a little bit of a Women's appreciation where um, Phyllis is in the parking lot and she gets flashed. And Michael walks angry. into a very somber, somber setting in the office and everyone's trying to console Phyllis. And Michael's like, what's the big deal? Like, and he sticks his finger through his zipper and makes it look like he has a little thing yeah, flashing yeah. and flashes the camera. And like that entire episode, he, it just goes to show just again, how ignorant Michael is. Yeah. And just based off of people's reactions is when he like changes himself and then he takes the the team or all the women in the office out to the mall and allows them to go pick one thing out from Victoria's Secret, which is <laughs> completely, again, very <laughs> insulting. And inappropriate. But it's so inappropriate. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just love that. That the, episode. The, rom- the romance between Phyllis and Bob Vance is so heated in the entire show. It's one of my favorite yeah. things. And that's when you, in that episode is when she's like, Bob Vance is very angry. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, these two um, people are just crazy for each other. And, and that episode. was also the episode that, yeah, that was also the episode that uh, Michael breaks up with Jan for the first time. Um, oh yeah. He, oh, that's the episode he, he breaks over the, to, over the phone. Is that the, she, yeah, and he, she not your whole no more one? Is that where he says that? No, 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 no. That's uh, that's Benny Hanna Christmas. But See, that was. I a told you she's show. good. Yeah, she's good with her stats. <laughs> that that was a test, and you passed. You know, very good. Okay. <laughs> in this one, but, uh, Michael uh, breaks up with Jan over a voicemail, and then she walks in and she listens to the voicemail. Oh yeah, yeah. In the in the office. In the office. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that was also the, the when they're in the mall and uh, he talks about how he makes her feel really uncomfortable sometimes and that she has a schoolgirl fantasy and someone says, yeah, that's pretty common. He's like, yeah, but I just find like the skirt really uncomfortable. <laughs> Basically, Jan is making Michael dress up in a simp, schoolgirl. The number one <laughs> simp. The original simp, Michael Scott, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great episode. Great episode. Mine... My, my, for my number two, I had a double header. Again, I broke the rules a lot. I'm sorry. But for my number two, I had Fun Run and Branch Wars. Both Ooh, okay. We Will Burn Utica to the Ground. I love that line. <laughs> I say that like on a weekly basis. And I, I've never been to Utica. <laughs> we will burn. Like Karen is pregnant. And like she finally faces like Jim and Jim's with Pam. And they have that awkward chemistry thing going on. And like a part of growing up, I realized like, cause I, I saw this show like a couple of years ago in 2018 is that Karen was not a bad person. No, <laughs> she, was, she was a great girlfriend, a very understanding, non-toxic person. She just wasn't one, the one for Jim. And yeah. when he goes back into her office and does, is doing his like old time shenanigans. She's like, really? You're still doing this? Still dressing up? Still messing with Dwight? Really? And you see, Karen, like, really, like, in an, another place in her life, she has a baby coming. She's, like, I think she's regional she's manager. Really and she's, like... Yeah. I, I just love that Branch Wars episode. And then Fun Run is just... <sighs> Fun Run is also my number two. Guys, I have some bad news. Classic. Somebody hit Meredith with her car. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I'm so glad you were there, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> that just was reaction. The reason why I was that. there yeah. so quickly because... <laughs> I was in the car that hit him. I was and in the car. <laughs> Jim's last question, like, who was driving? And you don't even need to know the answer to that. His re- that whole setup, I love it. I love it. Um, that's one of my most rewatchable episodes as well. I, Whenever I'm eating or feeling down or whatever it is, those 42 minutes are pure gold. I love yeah, that. For sure. Definitely. I agree. And then uh, when, he's, when he has that talking camera head with the camera and he's like... Yeah. So sometimes I hit my employees with the car. Sue me. Actually, don't sue me. That's that's not the point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> and then he goes to Dwight and he's like, you know, you hit one of them with the car and it's not even one of the popular ones. <laughs> and then when he offers everybody... High school clicky. I love it. To go to the hospital in his car and Stanley's like, really? And Michael's like, everybody inside the car was safe. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I love that episode so much. I love that episode. Yeah, Yeah, Fun was number two for me as well. Fun was number two for you as well? What was your favorite part of it? I just think the whole opening scene where he's trying to like show like why he's doing what he's doing. Domestic bliss. (laughs) Jen made breakfast for me. Actually, she she bought the milk and cereal. This is what I work for. (laughs) She's probably not going to wake up for another couple of hours. And then just that whole opening sequence was, it's it's amazing. I love watching it. I love it. It's also my most watched episode whenever I'm feeling sad now. Yeah, like a fun run. And that's like the first time where Jim and Pam are kind of like together for the mm-hmm. first time ever. Like the whole show has mm-hmm. been climaxing to this part where they actually yeah. get together and you see them and it's fun. They're just holding hands and walking and I love it. I love the stupid, boring shit that couples do. And yeah, fun run. Great episode. How about you? Totally. Uh, number one? <laughs> number two. Your, your number two? That's this was your number two, two as well? Yeah. All right, you give your number one and then we'll yeah. have your number one at the end. Okay, so my okay. number one 
easily my my most favorite most watched episode that i've ever watched is goodbye toby uh it's this episode where michael <laughs> is looking forward to toby leaving yeah um and it's also the episode where holly comes in and to prank her dwight tells her that kevin is retarded oh my god yes i remember oh that, that whole episode <laughs> Ollie just thinks that Kevin is slow. Yeah, he's a special child. And like, Kevin does those things. Like, if you if you did... Mm-hmm. It's just a dynamic between Holly, who is a newcomer, and Kevin, who we all know, and like, we've established that he's not that person. <sighs> I love that. I love that chemistry between them. And then when he gives Toby a rock for his going away... <laughs> oh my says, God, suck, suck on this. Suck on this. Oh, suck it, yeah. <laughs> And then he goes like with uh, with um, Aaron. He like does the whole confetti in the office thing. Or that's the one, right? Uh, no, no, that's no, the one no, where no. I'm different. mixing episodes. They're all a blur to me now. Like I haven't yeah. rewatched it in a while, so I'm mixing like the weed episode with the one with the Creed episode. This is also the episode where Phyllis takes over the party planning committee and she throws <gasps> that big party. Yes. And Jim. Yeah, with the Ferris wheel. Yeah. 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 That's a great. And then episode. Andy steal his it. shine. Yeah. Totally forgot yeah. that. <laughs> Great. And then Mine? we also have the reveal of uh, Angela cheating on Dwight and Phyllis walking in, or Angela cheating on Andy with Dwight and Phyllis walking in on them doing it. On and it's also the reveal Oscar's where um, Jan is pregnant, and then Michael thinks he's a dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. "You cheated on me when I specifically asked you not to." <laughs> yeah. Now your camera's off. Okay, you're back, you're back, you're back. Oh, sorry. I dropped my headphone. <laughs> you're back. It's all good. Even I specifically asked you okay. not to. I love that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so my, my number one episode is The Lover, where we find out that in Michael has been dating <laughs> Pam's mom. And like, that's the big reveal for Pam. Like, because Jim, is, the whole episode, Jim is like, trying to tell uh, Michael to break up. And he's like, no, I love her. Or like some stuff like that. And then the final reveal where Pam is in the room and she's like, who is it, Michael? Who is it? Who is it, Michael? And then just, he doesn't say anything. (laughs) And then he just runs out yelling, no, I love that episode so much. Yeah, he just like looked at her. He was like, you know, just, it's okay. (laughs) That I saw my most rewatchable episode, but I think that episode made me laugh the most. Sometimes on Instagram, when you like flick through, and you obviously we all follow those like Instagram office clips pages and stuff like that. Whenever that, because a lot of people love that episode, so they really rehash that scene. And I have to watch the entire scene because I love it so much. The dynamic between Michael dating <laughs> Pam's mom, and and Michael basically thinks Pam is his best friend. And he's like reassures her. And she's like, the context of that whole scene is like, you want me to be happy, right? You'll do anything for me to be happy. And he's like, so well, even as a I viewer, you're like conflicted. You're like, okay, I want Michael to be happy. But at the same time, so dating weird. Pam's mom is not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. And that scene where uh, Pam tells Jim, like, you should be more upset about this too. She's your mom too. <laughs> we also I have Frank and Beans. Frank and Beans. <laughs> <In that> <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that episode <laughs> so much. I just wholesome and happy and weird. Pure like peak office for me. Yeah. 
for sure. That's my number one. What's yours? Okay. My number one office episode is the gay witch hunt. Oh my God. <laughs> I cannot. That's one of my never cannot rewatch episodes ever. Really? I can't. With the thing with the Oscar and Michael. Ugh. No, I can't. Oh, watch it. I was watching um, the Office podcast, yeah, uh, and that whole scene was improvised by um, Steve Carell. Yeah, no. that was going to be my next point. Like the reason why I like that episode so much is first, it's just again classic Michael episode, like completely classic Michael episode. Um, other backstories in that is we find out that Pam is no longer engaged to Roy. Um, we um, find out Oscar's gay. And then the fun fact about that is that whole scene where Michael is kissing Oscar was completely improvised by Steve Carell. Yeah. And so the nice part of that scene was everyone's reactions when they panned to the different characters was genuine. Yes, and the 100%. way that everyone just rolled with that and the, the actor who plays Oscar also just kind of rolled with it. His and name is Oscar as made well. that scene. Oh yeah. Os- yeah. Oscar Nunez or something. Nunez, yeah. He, yeah. um, he like everyone just rolled with it and that became one of the most iconic <laughs> office scenes of all 100%. time it is it is one of the most iconic office scenes of all time like when i first it's so much shock value in that one scene that when you see it you're just yeah. like what is happening what is happening i cannot <laughs> believe that i'm watching this and then when you find out like, like you said that the whole scene was improvised it just shows like the genius of steve carell yeah. he knows what to attack in what moment he's a great improv actor yeah mm-hmm. Just a great, he has one of some of the best comedic timings. And that episode where he's trying to make it normal for Oscar, like, like he said, I can't even deal with it. At the same time, it's okay because it's Michael Scott. He doesn't know any better. Yeah, he doesn't know any so better. So you're like, yeah, you know. he doesn't know any better. Great. Episode. And another reason why I like that episode so much is because, um, like, you you don't see stuff like that anymore. Like on TV, which rightfully so shouldn't be on TV anymore in in the climate that we're living in these yes. days. But that was just such a raw moment, and just so I think suitable for the the humor that was passable for back yeah, during for back that time. Yeah. yeah, that like people who watched it back then and watch it now, like it's still like it's still just as funny, and like yeah. people can be you know, not so sensitive about it. Yeah, it's, it aged, um, it aged well. It's, it's like really that scene yeah. aged well. And uh, the office was really, really like um, clever about the ways it did that. Like the whole Diwali episode, like it was, one of, it was one of my honorable mentions. Like he's trying not to be racist so hard that he turns out to be super racist. <laughs> and, Hands out Kama Sutra books to the entire <laughs> office. <laughs> And someone like us, like when we're like, we are from like the South Asian background, seeing that on screen just makes us like the juxtaposition position of those two things are just, it's hilarious for us. Um, same yeah. thing with the, um, what was that? I think it was diversity day. Like he's trying so hard not to be racist that he comes across as racist. He's Martin Luther King in that. Yes. And <laughs> in I have a dream. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, speaking of like iconic scenes that, the scene between um, Pam and Dwight in that episode where she's like, you know, I don't want to be stereotypical or racist, but you may not be a bad driver. You may not be a good driver. And he's like, oh man, I'm a woman. (laughs) (laughs) And he's actually Asian. Oh my God. That that made me laugh so hard. I'm like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? That's so wrong. (laughs) 
That's what, like, you you can't, I feel like you won't be, you won't see that kind of humor be acceptable anymore, which, again, rightfully so, but, you know, it it was really great for that time when when yeah. times were a little bit lighter it was yeah. it was it was really really great moments like that yeah and the funny thing is like when you go back and see who the writers of those episodes were uh Mindy Kaling who plays yeah. um Kelly uh Ryan Kelly? what's his real name i forget BJ Novak BJ Novak, BJ Novak BJ was Novak. one of the writers Paul Liberstein who is Toby like these are the people who wrote those episodes yep. so like there was like Mindy Kaling being a a brown woman writer, a head writer in the show like that, that's huge for like, it's progressive, it's huge. And I'm glad that they did that because they really, she was one of the best writers of that show. She made so many good episodes that she wrote. And it's just, when it, because of her, when stuff like that happens, I give it a pass. Because I'm like, it came from a good place. It's not trying to be mean. It's not trying to be like, you know, attacking a minority. It's just trying to be fun. Mm -hmm. And I can respect that. Yeah. Um, is Toby the Scranton Strangler? Good question. Thoughts? Is Toby this? <laughs> no, Toby is like the most like wimpy character in the entire. But there's been theories out there. Show. Have you read the theory about it? No, I haven't read the theory. What's okay, so the theory? there's a there's a very comprehensive theory, probably on Reddit. Yeah, I'll send you the link after. But it's about how every like all the clues point to like Toby becoming the Scranton Strangler, even in the episode uh, when the Scranton Strangler is running away, like, you know, where they, where he passes the office, Toby is not Toby in that episode. In the office. And like, he feels really bad because he may have allegedly booked the wrong guy because maybe he was the real guy all along. Like this very, it's a very comprehensive theory. You know, what's and, really interesting. Actually, you say like when Toby was being, or sorry, when the Strand Strangler was being uh, chased and they show it on the news broadcast, did you realize that they're watching it at Toby's desk? No. I did not. I did not no. notice that. No, but that yeah, makes sense. They, I, yeah. Also, a great episode. I, I just by the realized way. that actually. Also, a great episode. What was the? I don't remember the rest of that episode. What I remember that the was the cold open for it. <laughs> that was the cold open, yeah. and they're like, <laughs> so whatever the newscaster is saying, Michael is repeating that. And that's what my dad did the entire U.S. elections. <laughs> He's like, they're like, Georgia has been won by Joe Biden. Joe Biden, Georgia, yeah. Joe Biden's won Georgia. I'm like, dad, I just, we just heard it. Like, we're in the same room. <laughs> Again, like, that's why I feel like Michael is so relatable. Like, I've, I know people like that. People have Michael mannerisms all the time. We all have Michael moments, too. Like, we're all guilty of it. <laughs> So 100%. that's what makes him, he, he is such a real character. Like, okay. Yes. Sometimes he's like overly obnoxious or whatever it is. But like you said, like we know people like that and we ourselves have moments yeah. like that as well. Totally. He's hands down my favorite character. How would, you, if you were to like mesh up personalities from the office cast, who are you most like? Like how much percentage of Michael are you? How much Dwight? Yeah. How much Jim? Because I, I, if I, cause I've, known you, I've known you a while, I would say that you're, there's like a lot of Pam in you. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like zero Angela, right? A little bit of Jim, a <laughs> little bit of uh, yeah. Michael and a lot of Stanley. <laughs> a lot of Stanley? <laughs> yeah, like the whole like, 
I don't give a shit. Like I'm just here because like when it, the school, like the school in us that I remember, like, you don't, I don't want to be here. I just yeah. come here to do my work and I leave like that. Stanleyism, yeah. I can associate with you, but how would you characterize yourself? I would say I, I never would have put Stanley in there because Stanley to me is one of the most like frustrating characters. Cause he's just like, he's just, Stanley but I would say like I I I definitely have uh Pam Jim uh and a little bit of Michael in me um and yeah I think that's that's how I would make my little concoction a little bit of Oscar too because you're very like Oscar like to the where like he's like to the point straightforward doesn't like you know he's very serious in his at his work thing oh Okay, and then, that's fair. and then, because that's very opposite of Stanley. Because I feel like you have Stanley moments as well, where you're like, "I don't want to be here." <laughs> you at times like, I, I <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to wrap the episode up with favorite Michael Scott quotes. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna tell my favorite one, and this is like in the context of my life as well. I'm almost graduating in December, so the Michael Scott quote that I'm gonna choose is. And I knew exactly what to do, but in a much more real sense, I had no, no idea, idea what to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I think this fits perfectly. Once you graduate, you're like, what's next? Like, yep. Off the top of my head, some of my favorite Michael quotes would be like, uh, I'm, not a, I'm, not a super, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I love that. Yeah. The whole, do I want to be loved or feared monologue? I love that. And then probably the best one for me, the most quotable one is probably, she ain't your hoe no more. <laughs> Off the top of my head, 100%. those are probably my favorite ones. Yeah, I think those would be mine as well. I can't particularly think of anyone right now because you guys said my favorite ones. But yeah, yeah, yeah. just Michael. There's so many, like there's a whole compilation on YouTube that it has like all the best Michael quotes. And we were literally just watching, literally just watching it before this podcast and could not stop laughing. All of them back to back to back just really makes your yeah. stomach hurt because they're just so dumb. <laughs> Okay, if I had to pick one, it would be when Toby comes back and Michael doesn't know, and he goes to check, and he goes, "No, God, please, no!" Oh, <laughs> like we all one of the have most memeable moments. One of the most memeable moment. Hundred percent. That moment and was so great. <laughs> the worst part of of jail. Or the worst part of prison was the dementia. Oh my God, prison, Mike! <laughs> How did I? Okay, wait. Sorry, I, I want to like recant some or add it to my top five Go and ahead. make it Go maybe ahead. like my top, like my second most favorite episode is the Prison Mike episode. You like, did a whole hands uh, down and birthday then the, party with, for Didi because of and she, his, her sister dressed up. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I threw a birthday uh, office themed because she's just as big of a fan as I am. She's the one who introduced me to the office. So I, ho- I owe her everything. Um, <laughs> so she's the one. So I threw her a <laughs> office uh, themed birthday party. And got a cake with Prison Mike's face on it, and then had her dress up as Prison Mike. Um, but yes, the dement with the, and then the worst part about prison is is the dementors, and they they come down and they suck the soul out of you. <laughs> like that. Really hurts. Why does he have a New York <laughs> accent hurts. in that? Nobody knows. Nobody can explain why. <laughs> it's the best. And also, yeah. shout out to Didi. Like you know. The, the apple does not fall far from the tree. Yeah. She yeah. gives you the influence, which gives us the influence, which gives me the influence, and I give him the influence. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a, that's whole, how it goes. It's a whole chain. That's how it goes. So yeah. We, yeah, we owe it all it to Dili. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, 
Thank you, Inas, for being on our podcast. We loved it. Yeah. Again, one of the most knowledgeable office person that I ever know. And it's <laughs> great to have you. Thank you for being the first female guest on our podcast. Of course, you will return, right? I'm honored. We're of course. Anytime Potter. We're going to we're gonna redo that Harry Potter yes. episode. I have your notes. 100%. We have to. You have to send me the notes back. Yes. I, <laughs> but, after uh, I send them to you, I will frame it and like put it on as like memorabilia on the wall. Because oh. I, your notes are so well written for that, uh, for that episode that I was just so upset when we couldn't like, we didn't have the recording for it. Well, w- while we're here, before, so I used to, for people who don't know me, I used to live in Toronto and I, I've been friends with Nazar for like three or however many years now. Yeah. And before I left, they gave me one of the best things I've ever received. <laughs> so... Okay, so for the people who are listening at home, she has just exited the window and is grabbing something from her shelf. I have my very own Dundee. Dundee, Dundee wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Yes. What award yeah, did we give you? The award was um, Coolest Tesla Employee in Topi Gang Dundee <laughs> Award. <laughs> Which she happens to be the only one of. The only, but you know what? I'll take it. So I got this on my last day before I left um, to move to Reno permanently for my job. And this just broke me down to tears because this is everything I could have hoped for. And like, it's my little businessman. Yes. And you of all people deserve it the most. That Dundee Award, it was specially made for you. And the thing is, can you lift it up? Can you show the Dundee Award? So we couldn't get it gold plated. So we wrote it with a Sharpie. Yeah, with Sharpie. (laughs) It's personalized. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah, I think I think that makes it even better because it's yeah, there's a touch of us in it. And Mm -hmm. we totally, totally miss you. I wish we could have done this face to face on the small table in my room. But you know what? I'll, I'll take this over no Inas podcast any day. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for being on. Uh, and hopefully we'll get you on back again soon. Yes. Thank uh, you for so... having me. This was such a fun episode. <laughs> I will talk about The Office for hours anytime. So <laughs> this is really great. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Inas Sheikh from Reno. And with that, I think we will say goodbye to our listeners. Yeah. And if you guys are watching us on YouTube... Subscribe, like, comment, do the, all that good you stuff. Can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, wherever you get your podcast. All that good stuff. Um, we'll be signing out now yeah. and we'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.